Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President, Patriot or Puppet. We have a great show lined up uh, this afternoon, and I really uh, appreciate uh, a co-host and another co-host that are going to be on who has been on uh, the past couple of shows with uh, Mike and myself. So I'll get right with our little presentation, and part of it is going to be called Don't Cry For Me Argentina, except we're going to scratch out the word Argentina and use the word America. This is a history lesson. It happened in Argentina. It could happen in the United States. As a matter of fact, it is projected to happen. In the early 20th century, Argentina was one of the richest countries in the world, while Great Britain's maritime power and its far-flung empire had propelled it to the dominant position among the world's industrialized nations. Only the United States challenged Argentina for the position of the world's second most powerful country. Like the United States, Argentina was blessed with an abundant agriculture, vast swaths of rich farmland laced with the navigable rivers and the accessible port system. It was a level of industrialization was higher than many European countries. Railroads, automobiles, telephones were commonplace. In 1916, Argentina elected a new president, Hippolito Egoya, uh, had a uh, formed a party called the Radicals under the banner of fundamental change with an appeal to the middle class. Among Egoyan's uh, changes, mandatory pension insurance, mandatory health insurance, and support for low-income housing construction to stimulate the economy, he said, would simply... State assumed economic control of a vast swath of the country's operations and began assessing new payroll taxes to fund its efforts. With an increasing flow of funds into the entitlement programs, the government's payouts soon became overly generous. Before long, its outlays surpassed the value of its taxpayers' contributions, but simply it quickly became underfunded, much like the United States. Social Security and Medicare programs, as well as all of the other entitlement programs. The death nailed in the coffin, so to speak, for the uh, Argentine economy, however, came with the election of Juan Perón. Perón had a fascist and corporatist upbringing. He and his charismatic wife, Eva, aimed their populist rhetoric at the nation's rich, those mean, mean old rich who never pay their fair share. This targeted a group swiftly expanded to cover most of the purported middle class who became an enemy to be defeated and humiliated. Under Perón, the size of government bureaucracies exploded through the massive programs of social spending and encouraging the growth of labor unions. High taxes and economic mismanagement took their inevitable toll even after Perón had been driven from office. However, his populist rhetoric and contempt for the economic realities lived on. Argentina's federal government continued to spend far beyond its means. Hyperinflation exploded in 1989, the final stage of a process characterized by industrial protectionism and redistribution of income based on increased wages and growing state intervention in the economy. The Argentine government's practice of printing money to pay off its public debt had crushed the economy. Inflation hit 3,000%, reminiscent of the uh, Weimar Republic. Food riots were rampant. Stores were looted. The country descended into chaos. By 1994, Argentina's public pensions, the equivalent of Social Security, had imploded. 
the payroll tax had increased from 5% to 26%, but it was not enough. In addition, Argentina had implemented a value-added tax, new income taxes, a personal tax on wealth, and additional revenues based upon the sale of public enterprises. These crushed the private sector, further damaging the economy. A government-controlled privatization effort to rescue seniors' pensions was attempted. However, by 2001, those funds had also been raided by the government. The monies replaced by Argentina's defaulted government bonds. By 2002, government fiscal responsibility induced a national economic crisis as severe as America's Great Depression. In 1902, Argentina was one of the world's richest countries. Little more than 100 years later, it is poverty-stricken, struggling to meet its debt obligations amidst the Trial. Democrat Party's populist plans for the U.S. cannot possibly work because government bankrupts everything it touches. You know, I can only speak for what history has proven to me in the Obama legacy. Can you see Evita and Juan Perón? When you're looking at Michelle and Barry Sota, Barack Hussein Obama, the Obama family's legacy, although most today would not even consider saying it, will one day be etched in the history books under the heading, How a Family of Terrorists Fooled America. They have promoted Wahhabist interest in Saudi Arabia, where the greatest supporters of Muslim Brotherhood and English in, in, in Egypt, excuse me, and now more damning evidence reveals the Hamas financing connections of President Obama's brother, Malki Obama, adding further to what was previously exposed, the Islamic Dawa organization or the IDO, Malki Obama helps lead as executive director, is a member of that organization, as a matter of fact, the president thereof. Now, I want to bring in first uh, my co-host, Michael Talley, to give me his comments on the terrible situations that we face today. Oh, good morning, David. How you doing? Yeah, it's amazing the similarities between uh, our little boy Obama is trying to do with what Argentina did. Printing money, worthless money. We've got Yellen in there now. And from everything I hear... She seems to be worse than Benaki was, which is kind of hard to imagine. The first thing Mitt was going to do was get rid of Bernanke, and he would not have nominated Yellen. And I think what you're discussing really shows the differential between capitalism and central planning. Obama, like Argentina, is pushing us toward a central planning society, which, which never works. I mean, that's why in Russia you line up to buy toilet paper. It cannot work got to be driven by the consumer. People will make what they can actually sell. Another thing is the pension account. This new thing Obama's come up with, uh, MyPA, his little pension account where he wants to take all the money in pensions, probably starting with federal like he did with the minimum wage, put it in, and now that's money that goes into the government. Like Social Security, there's money you'll never see there again. Same thing we've done with the military. He's trying to take over their pensions. used to be when you're in the military, you could retire after 20 years. <clears throat> take your money anytime you want. Now, what he wants to do is say, oh, you, can, you can take it, but you have to be 65 or 67. Again, giving money to our little boy Obama so he can use it for his own use. The Democrats just amaze me. They've got Pelosi even peering on, I guess it was John Stewart, she can't answer a simple question why the Obamacare website's not working. And he actually ridiculed her, and he is one of your left-wing radicals. You look at TV now, you're seeing nothing but commercials pushing Obamacare, how great it is. He was on talking to O'Reilly, which was a big joke, should not be on before the Super Bowl. Wouldn't answer a question. I think everybody's saying O'Reilly did a good job. I'll go along with that to an extent. 
when you ask somebody a question, you don't stop until they answer the question. I don't care if it took his whole 10 or 15 minutes, whatever he had. Obama would not answer a question. And when he did, they found... The idea is he kept rolling back and saying, it's Fox News has got these barrel of scandals going on out there. They're just not true. They're just not true. That's the thing that that gets me the most upset at the low-informed who will simply take that as face value. Well, the president said it's not true, so therefore it's not true. And that's the kind of thing that we as Americans have got to educate. Now, let's, let's bring in Mark. Mark, come in and give us uh, your point of view. On your initial thoughts, which were really right to the point, on Argentina, the word Argentina, Argent means silver. The Spanish thought there was silver in Argentina. That's why they inhabited the area. It's a million-square-mile country. Uh, Argentina did very well. It was booming initially, and then, as we know, it all faded. Exactly what you said, America's fading right now. We're on a downward slope, and we need to uh, revitalize ourselves. But we're not going to do it under the uh, auspices of President and Obama and his wife. They won't let it. As regards to the pension, that was an idea that was floated around in his first term. There's trillions of dollars in pensions, and the government has its eye on that money. Imagine all the entitlements they can give, stealing your hard-earned pension that you worked for for 30 years, 40 years, whatever. Take that away from you. What they're doing now is limiting VA pensions. I don't know if you guys heard about this. About 15% of the soldiers have a pension. A lot are on disability, but have a, specifically that they, they, they stayed in for 20 years and they get a pension. They're trying to limit those pensions. Of all the people to limit, it's the, the veterans, those guys who work for it, risk their lives for it. It's not right. So we, we see an unraveling of our society with emphasis away from the things that are most important and the things that are least important, those are the ones that are get, getting encouraged by the Obama administration. As per O'Reilly, and the, O'Reilly initially went after the president, then he softballed them at the end. That was a great comment you guys made. So we, we have a society now that's denigrating, and you, we see the results every day. And don't believe the numbers that are coming out, 7% unemployment. It's probably closer to 15 to 20%. In the area I am in Harford County, there are 5,000 people unemployed, so they say here and in the state of Maryland. State of Maryland, so we, we got 7,000 new jobs in December. You know what those jobs were, of course, Christmas. Uh, those 7,000 people are walking the streets now looking for work. So uh, it's all smoke and mirrors. And this is exactly what Juan Perón and, and our wife did. They lied, and they continued to lie. Obama continues to fabricate information. You, I would like to stick in there that you were uh, re- refreshing our memory on, and that is that they continually lie about what the uh, unemployment is. Well, yeah. the same thing goes with the national debt. They commonly call it about $20 trillion, when, and in actuality, it's about $60 trillion of unfunded liabilities. Now, we are on a sinking ship, fellas. It is entirely going to be in the hands of what I believe to be people who hate America. Now, we put this Muslim in chief up there. Uh, there are a whole bunch of us that believe he got reelected illegally because a whole lot of people voted for him and voted for him often, if you get my drift, yeah. from busload to busload, going from one voting yeah. booth to the other. Now, we can cry about all of those things, but right now, we need to take that Senate back, even with the rhinos that are in there right now, and harass the hell out of them until they start getting kahunas to stand up for the people. They work for the people. We need to take back the country. There are people like uh, uh, the, uh, I think his name is Session, or I forget his, his name, who's actually filing for impeachment as soon as they get the Senate back. He walked out of the uh, uh, the actual uh, State of the Union and made that statement publicly. And it was it's people like that that we need to get into Congress and to stop these uh bowing down to a royalty, if you will, type of people who 
who are actually Democrats in disguise. They simply are up there to further their own objective and to stay right in tune with Obama's agenda. Well, first of all, this election period, 33 senators, I believe, are up for grab seats and 435 members of the House. We should wash this House pretty clean and get rid of these people. The purpose of Congress is to check what the president does. They're not doing anything. They're enabling this guy. They're pushing immigration legislation. And when we bring more immigrants here, less Americans are going to be working. So there's a real problem here, guys, and we need to solve it now. You know, I heard Rand Paul last night on another show. I I think he's weakened a little bit. He was very aggressive initially. He had the filibuster. It doesn't sound like it right now. They should impeach him now. Follow the articles right now because we have a majority. I think twelve. We can't, we can't do that now. right now. The reason why is is Harry Belafonte over the Senate, uh, Senate there and his rag dogs that actually made it now where there's only uh, a requirement of fifty one votes. They would shoot it down. It would be the yeah, same they impeachment. They could definitely impeach him. The thing is, it'll check him right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just It'll not the right time. Right We're going to have to wait until we have the power yeah. in both houses. I mean, it's no, just it would be worthless to go through the the uh, uh, perils of uh, the legalities, and and certainly uh, provable states are there. But if you think Harry Reid is going to allow that, you are mistaken. It's, it's not He's Harry Reid's decision. He's got dogs over it's there that follow he, him religiously. Yeah, I'm sorry. If he if he's impeached, they're forced to try him. Harry, Harry Belafonte has no choice. They may find him not guilty, but they still have to try him over there if he's impeached in the House. That's the way the, the Constitution works. I'm sure I they'll find a way to That's exactly it. how they tried uh, uh, Clinton. And yeah. what that got us. Not the, yeah, I think we of, need a powerhouse in both houses to find him guilty of treason. He needs to be behind bars. He's the most... Uh, constitutional, treasonous uh, president that we've ever had. Now, I, I cannot say it any stronger. There are reasons that certainly he needs to get out of there right now, but it, we don't need to lose the opportunity by going to a futile attempt. And a futile attempt would mean that the Senate now, instead of requiring 60 or 61 votes, now only has to have 51 votes and boom, everything yeah. that we would have done in the House would be shot down in the Senate. It's a great argument. I just wish they would do it and get on with it already. Because this has been dragging on for years and years. We had enough information in the first term to put him to trial, and now we're, waiting, as we're still waiting, and he's still doing damage. So at yeah. least if the impeachment was done, we could check him at one point and stop him, and the public opinion will shift way, way against him if there's an impeachment pending. On him, so it may serve a purpose, even though he may not be found guilty in the Senate. That's that's my thinking. Well, he's going to ignore it no matter what happens. We've already got the yeah. court coming back and saying he could not make those recess appointments because Congress wasn't in recess. Yeah. He ignored it. Yeah, he. Guy does not want our Constitution. He will not follow, as yeah. he said in his State of the Union address. I get a pen, I get a phone, and I'll do whatever I want to do. Congress won't cooperate. I'll go around them. Not legal. Congress has got to approve executive orders. Yeah, but they made have got a three-word statement, black. even in the State of the Union. Yes, he did. I will bypass the the branches of government. Mean nothing to me. I've got a pen and I've got a telephone. Yes, he made that statement, and yes, that is a treasonous statement, along with the others. I'm telling you right now that all of the things that he has done so far and witnessed by Harry Reid and associates has not done anything but put a smile on their face. They love the fact that he's destroying this country. They yeah, love it. They There's not a single item over there that he's not supporting. Harry Reid meaning. Well, Harry Reid's his election is very questionable himself. Harry Reid, as we all know, so there's a big question. But the president is Affirmation for office pride as an inauguration to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. Do we all believe that? Come on. Oh, 
Never done it. Never will. Yeah, Harry yeah, Reid exactly right. is over the election campaign and is being investigated for uh, voter fraud. Now, yes. he, he was over all those machines, and yes. and I've said this before. There there was a, a whole uh, program done on how absolutely worthless those voting machines were that we got stuck with because of that hanging chad idiot way back there and we're stuck with those machines that we need to throw away you can program those you can put any amount of information in there you want and the outcome is already predetermined now there is no logical reason that we make certain that I, each and every vote counts and that we don't have yes. double voting and dead people voting. We need yes. to have an identity, a voter ID, and you have to have a driver's license to go cash a check or to do anything. You can't even go make a doctor's appointment without proving who you are. So you, there's that relevancy of getting rid of the putrid facts that people throw out there, well, it's racist, sir, well, it's this, that, and the other. I don't give a damn what they call it, okay? We need to get back to our constitutional base and stop allowing the influx of minorities. I think Putin said it best. Listen, Russia does not need the minorities. Minorities need Russia. You come over here, you speak Russian, you do this, you do that. It's their country, okay? That's the only thing I've ever been able to commend him for. But he actually has got more kahunas and is entrapping the entire world because he does. And here we've got a president that is simply lacing the fire and bringing in Muslim Brotherhood into the White House. Have you... Any of you uh, uh, seen all of the publication about how much of the Muslim Brotherhood is now part of the White House and and their all of their teams? Yes, very much so. The uh, Brotherhood has met there almost on a regular basis for certain levels, and the Arab the Arab community in general has been going in there. They part of those guys may be part of the Brotherhood as well for for different rationale. So there's some cahoots between the two of them. I was going to mention that. Uh, de Blasio in New York now wants to push uh, three holidays for the Muslims, and that's coming down the pike for for stopping uh, the schools. So yeah. we see I'm Muslim Americans moving forward under these left-wing, uh, we can't use the language on the air, these left-wing radical types, and it's going forward. What do you think? Well, de Blasio got voted in as a communist. He, he lied, taking his clues and hint from Obama. He said 13% of the school kids are Muslim. We've got to give them holidays. What less than one tenth of one percent is the actual number? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, and now the, the, he's—I think he's eliminated e-cigarettes. You got CVS that won't sell tobacco products, and this yeah. comment amazed me. It's going to cost us two billion dollars in sales, but won't affect our bottom line. Hmm. How dumb you have to be to believe that kind of a comment? Yeah, and if that's his tobacco, yeah. Yeah, they, they buy they buy other things other than tobacco. They're going to go across the street. They're going to yeah. buy everything somewhere else. His two billion is going to turn into eight billion, and that will yeah. affect his bottom line. But they're the kind of idiots that we have to deal with. Well, their rationale was in October 2014 they're going to stop. They said we're going to improve America's health. Are you kidding? You're absolutely right. They're going to go right across the street and buy their cigarettes and things like that. So, so they're really knocking capitalism when they've done that. They're not, not they're not improving anybody's health. They think yeah. because everybody's coming into them to buy to buy cigarettes. I'm a physician. I've seen the detriment of tobacco. I'm not for tobacco at all. But just from a capitalistic point of view, it's a dumb move. It's really, really dumb. So now my wife smokes, and her first comment was, "Well, I'm never going to CBS again." Yeah, that's right. And there's going to be a lot of people say the same thing. And if you smoke, that's your decision. Yes, very much. I don't need somebody telling me to be healthy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I agree with you, and in all that, I agree with you in that because that's the way it is. I've taken care of lots of people with lung cancer over a 30 year in practice, and I've seen the detriment of it. But again, it's their choice. And uh, under our system, we should have our own choices. It was like Bloomberg saying, well, you can't have more than 16-ounce soda. Who the heck is he to tell me how much soda I could have or how much sugar I could have or how much pizza? That's up to me. <laughs> you know, exactly. And I don't have to be. I've been a heavy guy all my life. I'm in my 60s, and I'm pretty healthy. 
So I, I don't need to hear that from anybody. I, these are personal decisions. You know what they did to the vitamin industry recently? That Hopkins did a uh, study or a meta study, which compared other studies, saying that vitamins don't work. That's complete nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. And again, they're attacking That's the capitalists. And I'll complete program many times, but the last one, Wednesday evening, was really focusing on some of those harsh individual statements, and I uncover and unravel and shine the light on the real dirty dogs out there, which is the government. That means the FDA, who are the profit protectors for the drug industry, and every one of their tests to match their drug with a vitamin is matched against something like a synthetic vitamin, like Centrum. There is no such thing as a multivitamin in Mother Nature. So obviously anything, even uh, the the cow's turd, would be better than uh, the multivitamin that they are seemingly comparing their drugs to. So, yeah, there's the profit protectors out there. You you know, and it kind of brings this into mind. I have a uh, group that I'm a member of, uh, besides the one that uh, uh, Mike and I have, which is the, the, uh, oh, my God, the TPCO, the Political Conservative Objective, and uh, one that I'm, talking about now is, is a different one. I mean, there's a gentleman on there who is hooraying for Karl Marx, and he's going on. It's it's called Getting Control of Transactions by the Controller to the terms of it's time to dump capitalism and go for the real business persons, the communists. Can you imagine we have people in this country that's stupid. Of course, we just got through talking about a communist being elected in New York. We've got terrible problems within. It's called the enemy within. It's not just the, the top guy that I see as the enemy. It's people just like this person that I just read a small infraction of his uh, uh, comment. But it's incredible that we can't educate people. I'm I'm a die-hard believer in my country, and I I know that right now, if you don't have guns and plenty of ammo, food, and the very last thing, gold, your ass is in big trouble. We are spiraling like a plane spiraling toward the ground. Now, there are no freebies out there when we hit the ground, and we cannot, somehow we're not able to relate that to people who are able to be bought because they look for their freebies from their government. And they love the fact the government in control now wants to rob from Peter to pay Paul and the uh, one of the uh, ladies who was over the uh, United Kingdom over there say when she said, uh, soon you run out of uh, the haves to take from to give to the have-nots. What was her name? Yeah, you run out uh, of other people's money. Yeah. Uh, I can't think for a name. <laughs> individual not there now. But um, anyway, she understood the reality of what was taking place in England, and uh, it, it was a complete... Uh, a disaster. You know, they were, you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul, taking, you know, from the haves and giving to the have-nots, as though the have-nots were entitled for it. I mean, I, I read the Constitution. I actually posted a whole lot of it on this particular uh, link that I was uh, talking about earlier with this gentleman, trying to get him to point out where entitlements are to citizens that we are, have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but we also have the right to fail. If we are fail, we don't have government bailout there anywhere. And for them to bail out business or private life is unconstitutional, in my opinion. I look at what uh, the CBO came out and said we're going to lose uh, 2 million jobs. 
as a direct impact of Obamacare. We're, we're yeah. just advising people to work. Obamacare yeah. automatically indicates you got to work 30 hours or less. Full-time employment is going to be, a, and it's another tool Obama's using to destroy the U.S. and our economy. He's after the military. He's after small business. He's after bringing Muslims in, like like you were yeah. saying, David, bringing them into the uh, cabinet. If I could just add for a second, if anybody has anything they want to say, you can call us at three four seven eight two six seven four zero zero, and remember to dial the one first. You made two. Good points earlier. I'd like to interject one thing. They want to get control of our transactions. They have already, in a sense. Do you remember we were supposed to report any transaction above $600? That was oh, about yeah. a year or two ago. That they yeah. put away. The coin dealers initially found that out. It was buried in some bill. And they make transactions like that, hundreds of them every day if you're a coin dealer. They, got that, they, they beat that out. Uh, the second thing is that doctors now have an MPI number, National Provider uh, ID, which requires them on every insurance form, every transaction with the pharmacy to place that on the uh, on the form, which the government now knows what drugs people are ordering, how they're, how they're being paid for through insurance. So it tracks physician, dentist, uh, other providers in healthcare. So they're instituting means and they're trying more to get into the face of business, and they will. Eventually, it'll become so complex to say, well, it'll avoid terrorism. They'll use, they'll use some false reasoning and the rationale. Look at the NSA. See, Come on. They're looking exactly right. to dig into yeah. your private life. They use yeah. a jest, of course, out there to say we're, we're only looking at, uh, at terrorists. But listen, how do – it's not just coincidental that only the conservatives got uh, pummeled by the IRS and facts beginning to show up that were private and and how they got them, you know, oh, we don't know. And we've, we've got a, a whole lot of amnesia going on and all of the people who are involved in that. And, and just like uh, uh, Mike was just pointing out on the interview with, with uh, Bill O'Reilly, Obama says there's absolutely nothing wrong with the IRS or the the NSA, you know, it's, there's just nothing wrong with them. There's, you know, it, all of that is just a farce and made up by Fox News. I'm, I'm sick to death of it. I know that there are more smart people than the three of us on this phone. I know that we have a great opportunity, and we cannot let it pass. We've got to get the message out there. We've got to be strong about it. And I guess maybe I would be called the least politically correct person on the planet because I don't give a crap who says I am this or I am that to try to change the subject. I'm going to focus on the subject issues, and we're going to try our best to educate. Did you hear what Leno said the other day? Obama's teleprompter was subpoenaed, but it took the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. There's more lies, fabrications, and distortions coming out of Someone else said that uh, he has a special teleprompter that allows 20 lies per minute. So, I mean, the intent is there. The, the audience, us, the American people, know he's lying. Even the people that are benefiting from him know he's lying. But, you know, they won't cross the line to go against him because they're feeding their bellies or they're, they're padding their pockets, if you will. So how do you become a senator and have no money and you leave a wealthy person? Leave the questions to uh, Obama before so he could have his team prepare his answers for him on the teleprompter. And that's that's not true. That's the bullshit from Fox and all of that had to be, of course, told to him. He doesn't make that kind of stuff up. He's got to... He's got to have his uh, a Muslim and chief girl uh, over there to write for him on his teleprompter. That's right. Exactly. You know, Fox is moving more central right now instead of right from the left to the right because they get a lot of money in commercial advertisement from the government, and they're not going to uh, wet their own hands, if you will, uh, for this. So uh, you're going to see uh, Murdoch over there. Uh, Fox is going to look more towards CNN and, and MSNBC to get money from the government. It's a lot of money, too, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, CNN has declared they're not going to be a news station anymore. They're going to be an opinion station. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, the poor people are watching. <laughs> That's great. 
That's incredible. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Whose opinion, though? <laughs> Hey, did you hear the, the uh, interview with Ezekiel Manuel, one of the architects of Obamacare? He has an MD, like like I have. He's a PhD in political philosophy. So I was questioning on another show: Is it what political philosophy is it? It's certainly not in the American institutions. It must be communist. <laughs> I can't figure out what. It, I can't figure out how they could even implement this this disaster. And I wrote about it. So I, I keep getting asked. By hundreds of people, how how are they going to institute something like this? I said they're never going to. The full tenets of this Obama nightmare will never be put into place, and his legacy will be one of failure. He has failed, and the president, everything he does, he's failed at so far. And national, international policy, economics, you name it, Obama has failed, and that's his legacy. And that's what historians are going to write. You know, his foreign policy is a joke. Oh, it's crazy! It's it's it's, it's insane. How, you know you knew when his energy policy was when he bowed to the Saudi king. Did he kiss the guy's ring too? I don't remember really? if he did or did not. But that's oh, what, yeah. we we knew right right then that the oil policy is going to be benefit the Saudis, benefit the Middle East, destroy America. No Keystone Pipeline. Even though the, even though the State Department's already passed it, he, he went he was on an interview said I'm waiting for the State Department, but they've already passed it. Well, we can't wait for anything everything. else. The reports come out saying there's no problems with it. There's no environmental concerns, right. okay. or very little. Everybody oh, needs yeah. it. Well, of course, that, that just cements the fact that he is trying to destroy this country from within. You destroy a country by destroying its economy. It's it's, it's history. You know what he's trying to do, and and he is succeeding and succeeding at in a high speed because. Of the uh, Harry Reeds and the Pelosi's, and 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 unfortunately, I got to throw ba- uh, Boehner in there because oh, hell he yeah. has Boehner McConnell just has no A L L's starting with a V, and I'm not at all satisfied with anybody up there other than Trey Gowdy. You know, I, I really I, I get the, to the point. Of when you see people like McCain and and uh, the coerced uh, group that he's involved with of the rhinos, who they are, they are Democrats. They are left wingers. They've been dis- disguised and they've infiltrated the Republican Party. But as far as I'm concerned, they have to go just like the the lunatic left that's over there. Trying to destroy this country, and you were talking earlier about oh the uh, immigration. Well, immigration is fine. That's why all of us got over here is legal immigration, but illegal uh, aliens is not immigration. They love to use the word immigration with illegal aliens who illegally come across that border and actually game the system. They have been given words and books as to how to game the system. Come over here, game the system, and help crash this economy. And that's basically the bottom line. Illegal is illegal. Right. Well, there's a fifth column here in this country, and they're called the left-wing liberals. And their district, remember Hemingway wrote about it in this during the Spanish Civil War, we have a fifth column here, and you can see who they are. It's very easy to understand. Harry Reid's at the lead, Pelosi's at the lead, of course Obama's in there as well. And there's a mix of people that, as you keep saying, and, and, and rightfully so, they're undermining this nation. And this nation needs to get the fortitude of the strengths back and revitalize itself and go back after these people and suppress them. And we could do it through the democratic means. And that means voting them out. Get rid of them. Nancy Pelosi's up for a vote, but the left wing's out there in, in the West. They're going to keep her in. This old wreck that she is, uh, it, I think her mind's gone. I think Biden's mind is gone as well, but we have, we have to keep him. I wrote an article about Biden, Biden's mind on the edge. He has some symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. I've dealt with hundreds of people. I used to own and run uh, nursing home facilities, and I, he, his mind is definitely on the edge. Remember in the debate? Uh, he was in the debate, and he's saying this, that, and he had a histrionic kind of face. He said he he was inappropriately laughing and and yeah. smirking his face, things like this. These are all signs of early Alzheimer's disease. 
And he's at the right age, too. And I'm 62 and a half, so guys, look, I don't want to denigrate my own age group, but this is what's (laughs) happening to him. This is exactly what's happening to him. And we have, if he gets into power, if Obama's thrown out, it it could be a lot worse. He could order a nuclear strike or something. I'd just be afraid of that 3 o'clock in the morning phone call. Well, I think yeah. that's, a, well, look, that's look the worst thing that ever did was uh, say about that. Uh, majorly uh, advertised uh, uh, generals in the war and over the uh, armed forces uh, actually admit to the fact that every time something comes from Biden, it's wrong. Yeah. They actually say that. He is. Yeah. Can you imagine, just like you say, the three o'clock phone call coming to him because of, uh, say, an impeached Obama? I'm thinking that when we start the impeachment process, it's going to collectively get a lot of the garbage in there with it, if you get my drift. There's going to be whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork wanting to save their own backside because they've been told not to speak. I mean, give Benghazi a, a shot. How many of the people that were there are not allowed to speak? You know, they've been yeah. threatened. Every every person that has a definite disagreement with this administration, he uses every uh, resource of agencies out there, and they're full of transgressors. I'm not going to say treasonous transgressors because we don't have, you know, we're not through with a trial and of, of jury. But there are transgressors out there. Whether they've been told that their family's safety uh, is uh, at risk if they come forth with the truth, I don't know that. But there are going to be whistleblowers. You can bet that. Can you imagine like an O.J. Simpson trial coming up uh, before the national television? That would be the first time his presidency was transparent. <laughs> yeah. Now his problem is he's still complaining that people don't like him because he's black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anything to change the subject. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He's a good one. You know, it's a good one they've all used. Well, you must be racist if you don't like what he's got to say. You know, every every one of these uh, little weird cons- uh, discussions on some of these LinkedIn uh, uh, conversations have these weirdos that will come up. Well, <laughs> just to uh, kind of douse. Uh, water on the fire, if you will, and try to say, well, if you're thinking this way, it's just because you're a racist, you know. And hopefully that'll get people off the subject. Never gets me off the subject, by the way. In Florida, in Florida, eight black guys beat up a white guy. This this knockdown nonsense. Yeah. None of them, this is the last few days, none of them are being prosecuted as a hate crime. None of them at all. The blacks are roaming the streets like predators, which they are, I believe, in my in my humble opinion, and and looking to hit white people all over the country now. It's not just retained to the East Coast anymore. It happened in, in Texas. It happened in California. So it's it's going all over the place. And we're just watching it as though it's business as usual, that we have to accept a certain level of this kind of activity, which is wrong, guys. It's really, really wrong. They hit an Asian woman, a beautiful Asian woman, was beaten up, I, and I was looking at this, and she cracked her whole face. She needed reconstruction of this, this God-given face that she, she had. It, it's just not right, guys, and we need to do something about it real quick. And DOJ's not doing anything. In fact, by not doing anything, they're actually enabling it because these guys know they're not going to be prosecuted to the right. full extent of written law that is on the books right now. It's only if a white guy does it that's racist. Not this. So this is Eric Holder. Eric Holder needs to be thrown out of there. Just kicked out, impeached. We need maybe a Nuremberg trial against him and his cronies, uh, Eric Holder, because we're not getting forward. We're not moving forward. The country is stagnant in, in a legal sense right now because we're watching things unfold, and we don't do anything about them. These guys get arrested. They're in jail for a week, and they're thrown right back out on the streets. I have some legal training. I'm telling you, blacks like here in Maryland, they're treated different than the whites. 30% of the state is uh, Afro-American, and then they commit 80% of the crimes here. Yet, it's always in the back page of the Baltimore Sun, as left as it can get for a newspaper. It won't happen. Exactly. I'm, I'm the first to uh, throw in uh, on the group. I guarantee you that 
the people who are making the money off of exploiting their own skin color people are keeping this on the front page. Look at the Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson thing when they rushed down here to Florida when they had a Latino that they called a white person who got Trayvon Martin uh, to because he, of course, being 12 inches taller and jumping and beating him in the face, shot him. And now all of a sudden that was racist. And, you know, they made the statement that... that uh, all blacks should boycott Florida. <laughs> and then the statement came out of the three two. It was incredible. That's exactly what's happened. They're exploiting their own people to make yeah. money. That's exactly I, I, I what it is. I'll give you one. Crystal Magnum was accused of being ra- she, she was raped, they say, by four guys at Duke University, of course, team. She turned out to have lied, of course. I have it all written in my book, Demon of Democracy. But she went on to kill a white guy, stabbed him in the chest with an ice pick. Uh, hopefully she'll be serving uh, time in hell for what she did. But nevertheless, Al Sharpton came down, and old Jesse came down. Everybody, And then later on, Al Sharpton says, no, I didn't do anything. But in reference to Zimmerman specifically, the DOJ sent agitators down. Do you remember this? Oh they yeah, sent agitators to Florida to make to to help them protest. Can you imagine that? Our government tax funded money to help agitators uh, make the Zimmerman case look worse and and draw out uh, these these hatreds in the blacks. And we're paying for it. We paid Incorrect. for it. Yes, sir. We paid Incorrect. for it. Exactly right. How could how they got away with it? They just smeared it over in in the media, and uh, no one spoke about it afterwards when we found out about it. Rush Limbaugh mentioned it for a couple of seconds, but that was it. Oh, and, they'll, and they'll come back and they'll persecute the hell out of him, telling, oh, Rush Limbaugh is just a racist, he's just a that, just to, simply because they know the ignorance that prevails out there for their voting base. Yes. Now, that's the, that's the credible gap that we have got to fill. We've got to bring up the credible portion of, just like... You know, the, the, uh, the young people who are supposed to be the, the saviors of the Obamacare, all right, they now see, which, again, they were a good portion of the voting base, they now see that it's painful for them. Okay, so to be able to logically tell people, listen, here is what this is. The end of this train wreck is going to cost you all the way down to zero. If you want everybody to be equal, that means that we're there are no food lines somewhere. There is go out and find berries and, and wild game because we all are at the bottom. That's the only thing about the the redistribution of wealth and, and the inequality of of uh, uh, of the uh, wealth in the country. I cannot believe that people can't put two and two together and see, listen, yes, this guy did work his ass off to start a business and to create jobs for people who could not start a business and create jobs. But guess what? You got a job. Yeah. And how that can't resonate with people, I, I have no idea. Well, do you remember a book called The Bell Curve in the 1990s? When the blacks are protesting, the book says they're always at the lower end of the, of the testing spectrum. Well, now they're trying to redistribute intellect by dumbing down the school so to pull the lower kids up and the upper kids down. This common core curriculum, that's exactly what this is for. Because you can't make the blacks look good intellectually. Otherwise, you go on TV, all of a sudden there's a black guy on there, and he's a professor. All the professors are. Or if you look at the commercials, only the black guy knows how to, how to fix the lawnmower. The white guy is stupid. There's another commercial where the, the black woman knows how to pick the medication, but all the five white people over there looking at the drug and, and the commercial, they don't know. This, we, we have changed the culture of America. 13% of the country is Afro-American, and which is a bad word anyway. And we're pandering to them, not to the 87%, the, the rest of uh, the strata. Uh, this, is, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to remake America in a certain way by dumbing it down, redistributing the intellectual basis of what we are, which is a falsehood, basically saying 
that this group is really the, the smartest group. The rest of us are stupid. And when the reverse obviously is true. So the bell curve was the initiation point. you got to bring up point. what you were talking about on the last show, and that was the fact that where were all of these black leaders that are coming up, the doctor, this, and the, and the uh, this, that, and the other, where were they when all of these problems ben were Carson. there in the beginning? Yes, and I made that point on another Carlson show. Carlson and what's his name? Carlson, Carlson or Carlson? I forget. Yes. Ben, what destroyed everything yeah. for me? That yeah. integrity loop of people at the top is Colin Powell. Now, yeah. uh, there was nobody yeah. in the world that was respected more than that gentleman. Yeah, not anymore. Thought he was who he was. Yeah. A devout Republican and just uh, far. Uh, all of the values of of, uh, of America, and then all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, this black guy comes to run for president, and they and he somehow dodges all of the uh, questions and answers as to yeah. whether he's a legal uh, citizen and and et cetera, et cetera. He's got a team behind him of trillionaires that are pushing his agenda yeah. and have been have been bringing him up through the, the ranks, uh, the Jordan Soros of the world, to get him to exactly where he is right today, and that is to destroy the dollar, to make somebody money, to destroy America. Now, that is exactly my opinion of that whole thing, and he jumped, he, Colin Powell, jumped on the train because that man was black, and that was the end of the story. He had no other knowledge, yes. anything other than the rest of us did, which was nothing. Because he was never vetted. Yeah, well, that's correct. And so all of a sudden, bureau, he was he, never whatever amount of security he had exactly right. with me exactly right, guys. at zero. Now, I'm... I even had him in one of my books, The President, uh, 2012, you know, and I cannot tell you how I elaborated on on the admiration I had for this person. And then, boom, he switched and went right into the wagon, and therein lies the key. You brought it up, Mark, last uh, time. How? When we're talking about Dr. Carlson, I'm sure he's a great doctor. I'm not yeah. saying anything about that. But yeah. where was he before? How did he just only? Yeah. How did he just surface now? Why? What's the I intent was there? A syndicated radio show all over the place, and I brought this point up because he, the, the host, brought it up. He said, "Well, Ben Carson's a great guy. He's going to run for senator. We want him as president." I said, "Are you kidding?" I said, where was he prior, as we talked about before, where was he prior to 2010 when they were formulating the Obama nightmare? Where was he between then and 2012 election, helping his president get elected? 90% of Afro-Americans, we use that just as a loose term, vote skin color, not merit. And they'll continue to do that because they feel they will be benefited by people like Obama or Democrats in general. That is the consensus among the population, and, that, and that's how they feel that... And, and I startled the, the audience. They call in. They how can you just? How can I look at what happened to America? It's disintegrating right under our five years, five short years. Every institution and industry in this country have been affected by Obama in a negative way or some some way uh, to a disaster even. That's going to get what look look at the easy one. He's doubled what has been exposed as the national debt, which is uh, now twenty trillion. He's doubled that, which probably, uh, uh, I mean, doubled that of what all of the other presidents behind him accumulated just in five years. He's doubled all of that. Of course, the underlying statement there is like I was talking about the unfunded liabilities are up there around $60 trillion, but that's the, the secret known by the bankers up there who are non-elected officials who actually are controlling the world, if you will. President Bush tightened up on federal pensions. Obama came back and untightened them. They made it more generous to the federal uh, union. The federal unions now have a lot more money than they'll get at, at retirement. But the, Bush tried to curtail some of that. And why? Because the debt was rising for union. We have an unfunded union or pension mandate for public employees into the trillions. So somebody has to do something. 
Uh, my own sister was retiring. She got $65,000 a year. She worked for the government for 30 years, and she'll live another 30, 35 years. Someone has to pay for that. Not only that, she gets a VA pension from my, my brother-in-law. She gets not Social Security, but there's another supplement she gets as well. So at the end of the day, she'll be ending up getting eighty or $90,000 a year, and she wasn't a high-level GS type worker. So I can only imagine the people that are uh, GS-14s and 15, 15s and stuff. So we are pouring money out to government uh, officials. And they, that, I can see how they become millionaires. Uh, well, look at unionized uh, bus driver yeah. up in New York. $100,000 a year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's incredible. We've got a, a complete group of lunatics that keep getting re-elected. And we only, we being the voting public, yeah. keep doing the same things over and over. And that is, unless the guy has the most money, he doesn't win. Well, yeah. What does that tell you? Hey, let's take a, a, a saying from Dr. Phil. How's that working out for you, Spork? We can't keep doing the same things over and over and expecting a different outcome. We've got to grow up and realize we've got to have Trey Gowdy's in the heart uh, felt uh, patriots come up and be responsible parties for us in government to protect us, to provide our constitutional rights. And that is not entitlements, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, not entitlements at all, but there, if you get a into New York and you go across the bridge, I heard a truck had to pay $120 one way to go across. That is what they're doing. They're hyping fees so much, you, you can't live there anymore. And I grew up in New York City when it was a decent town. Um, now, look, look what you have. It's not Most of the people in the city are not white individuals anymore, white business owners. They're entitlement babies, entitlement generational entitlement people. They still have rent control in New York City. Can you imagine that? 2014, people, you could be paying two or $300 for a Park Avenue apartment. I'm not joking, guys. This we is what's happening. Too. The Democrats control, and they want to keep controlling things, and it's wrong, and uh, that, that's what's happening. You find the... Uh, you know why they get control? They're, that money is buying them that control. They're giving it to their voters. Okay, and that's where the mistake is. It's the voting public. They're sitting there with their hand out and voting for the guy that's going to give them the most. If we can't somehow crack that bubble of ignorance, they they think, oh my God, uh, yes, I got to vote for him. He, he's going to keep my entitlements, my rent control, and all that. We don't give a damn if he's a communist, or no. yes, we love communism, or whatever it is that they have. I can't believe that we can't find a way to crack that bubble of ignorance and let people understand like how the the uh, the young folks have just come to real to a reality that geez all this time we thought this was going to be good for us and now we find it's bad for us yeah. how do we get those small messages out to people to stop the insanity that's, that's, that's my biggest uh, hope Somehow, I learn from some individual or group of individuals what we can do as a collective to get the message out and to get people to start thinking that, listen, just because somebody says they're handing you some money in some kind of a free thing, that I've got a, a radio program that I captured in Austin, Texas, of a young lady who was actually who had a whole laundry list of freebies. She did not work, and she went through a, a common list of something. She was up somewhere around $89,000 a year. And she says, why would I want to go to work? Y'all are stupid. You think I'm going to go to work? And she, and she was asked, well, are you teaching your son? Uh, not to work. Well, that's going to be his choice, but he'd be stupid to go to work. I mean, here this is free. Yeah, well, entitlement is generational. That's what happens. Solutions. New York City had the problem. New York State was in debt for tens of billions of dollars. They finally got a little bit smart up there. Prior to prior to the Cuomo's and those guys, 
back in the 70s. But I'll tell you something, that is the mentality. That's why Detroit has been destroyed. That's why Washington, D.C. is imploding. If they didn't have uh, the federal government paying paying their way, they'd have no money. Orange, California, I mean, there's, there's so many jurisdictions now. It goes on, the on, and the show is coming to an end, and yeah. I want to thank both of you absolutely. Mike, you're a wonderful co-host, and Mark, I just, we can't leave without you. You've got to come back every week. We're just going to have to uh, call it off, and thank you again, yeah. and good day. Thank you. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom, the absence of restraints on our